Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 are boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the JZO Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. Did you know that this podcast is a part of the JZO Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The JZO Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. We're S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. It's the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's get the book, I get out. Let's actually make some. Hey, see, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Sunday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. 
I am so happy to be here because you know what? It, it's funny. Podcasting is like an addiction. It, it is it, addictive. It is. It is. And it's like you need your fix. Yes, and we yeah. haven't podcasted in like two, three weeks. Two weeks. Is it two weeks? Yeah. Well, we did two. Yes. Yes. The we, week before we took a hiatus. Yes. But uh, that didn't. That doesn't seem to help. It's not like. No. It's not like you can OD on them or something, you know, and then you're good to go for a right. couple of weeks. Uh, but then, and and also now, are we going to have to do two this week to make up for last week? Because we were planning on being back in the saddle, as it were, last week. But that didn't happen because of the snow and delays and DT this, whatever. Um, so are we going to be behind or do we have to worry about that? Right now, I'm not, I'm not too Well, right now, it. I'm not worried about it either. But, I mean, ultimately, I'm going to have to worry about it. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Eventually, I'll worry about it. Okay. So, yeah. We're back now. Thank goodness. Even though nobody missed us because we didn't miss a week. We didn't tell them we were going. See, because we don't tell people we're going. Right. Well, we tell them after the fact. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're going. Oh, wait. We already did that. Yeah. We went on vacation. Um you did? You went to Snowland. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> what was it? April? Yeah. No, April, March. Well, April, was well, it still March? Well, April 1st was the last day it snowed. Yeah. A- like fucking April, April. Fool's Day. And then, yes. let's see, we got there. It was March. March 28th. Yeah. It fucking snowed. <laughs> that's insane I'm like and it was 80s in Vegas yes. we were in Vegas the same time you were in Ely and yeah. it was 80s well because we went through Prim we stayed the, f- yeah, the first night right, in Prim right. and it was hot yeah yeah I know I know and then when we got home we got home uh, let me think the middle of the week that you that you were gone too so it was like what Thursday wait a minute no Wednesday night we got home and I had been fighting the wind all the way. My arms ached for days afterwards, just trying to keep the van on the road because yeah. it was so it was terrible headwind. You know, it took us less than a, a quarter of a tank to get there, and it took us over a half a tank to get home. Yeah, I believe it. And so we get there, and we I started to open the car door to get out, you know, because I had on sandals and not shorts, but shorter pants, you know. And right. And a short sleeve shirt and everything. And I opened the door to get out and I slammed the door shut. And Ernie goes, what's wrong? I said, I need my fucking coat, man. It's freezing outside. It was, shit, I don't know, 50s anyhow. And wind blowing. So it felt like 30s, you know. Well, speaking of coats, it's here's something that it, it's almost troubling. It really is. It's funny, but it troubles me. Is if it wasn't for Jaden, I would have froze my ass off. Oh, Yeah. Why you is know, that? You know that black zip-up that he wears? Yes. It fits me perfectly. Oh, thank God for small favors, huh? And he wanted to stay inside anyway. He yeah. Would, he wouldn't go out yeah. to play in the snow. He, I, I told him. Does he do that? Does he like, is he interested in snow and the stuff like first, that? The first, well, because you got to remember, he lived out there. The yeah. The first time he seen it, he went out there. He was like, yeah. yeah. And that's why I was laughing. This because, trip, you yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, no, not this trip. Oh, he didn't no. go out. Oh. But I mean, the first, first time, time ever. He, yeah, he oh, seen yeah. snow. He went out there and played yeah. in it for a little bit. But now he's like, you know, been there, done that, have the T-shirt. Now that's, and it isn't electronic, so I'm not interested. Yeah, Because yeah, exactly. he's, he's totally into the electronic world, which is good. At least he's into something. That's good. But, yeah, we were talking about that because he, uh, Lacey was telling me he had had less than a comfortable trip 
going and coming. And I said, you know, in a way, it kind of seems like it's almost abusive to subject him to a trip like that if all he does is go from one hole to another, his room to another room right. with his electronic devices, and he's miserable in the processes of getting there. What is the point of, of subjecting him to that? You know, she said he likes the, the short trips, like to state line and stuff like that, because yeah. he gets out and he, he, uh, goes to the restaurants and has the buffet, as he likes to call it, and yes. stuff like that. But the longer trips, he's uncomfortable. And you know, let's face it, we're all uncomfortable on long road trips. Right. I mean, they're they're no fun for anybody. Everybody's ears plug up and their legs ache and their butts ache. And, you know, it's misery. But we console ourselves as thinking adults, so to speak, you know, that, well, we're getting to see Grandma or, or we're going to go see something or do something we wanted to do. But for a kid, especially a kid who is autistic, not so much, you know, and you just kind of wonder at what point are we going to keep subjecting him to these miserably long trips for him just to go and be in another bedroom with his electronic devices. Right, he could, because... He could pretty well stay home with a keeper, and, and I don't mean a keeper like that, but I mean, you know, someone... I know you mean. Caregiver, uh, someone to take care of him. Or even go somewhere where he could be given care. Again, if, you know, just into a room, shut the door, I've got my electronics, I'm a happy kid. He's, he's not, well, you know this, you know this firsthand, you know, you, you've been coming over here just about every week for almost a year and a half now. I know. So you know know. the family dynamics very well. And, um, he's just not, I mean, he's, he's a polite kid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But he's just not, he isn't gregarious. Yes. He isn't even curious on a social level. He isn't. No. It's not in him to say, how are you? It's not in. It's just not going to happen. He's not going to say, hi, how are you? Right. Because he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> that's, that's not part of his makeup. And And when you don't have that kind of a curiosity to satisfy, uh, at some point, or rather, it's got to be confusing to him as to why am I doing this? Right. I don't get it, you know. It hurts. My leg hurts. My butt hurts. My ear hurts. My this or that hurts. Why am I having to do this? You know. But, <clears throat> and it, again, if, if it really subjected him to an enhancing experience, I, I wouldn't say this, but when it doesn't, then what's you may the as well cut yourself some slack and let him stay home, because what you know what's the point? Um, with him, and I'm sure you probably already know it was. Um, well, number one, I should mention for the listeners that Jaden can actually hear what was it minus negative. Oh yeah, he can hear a mouse death. fart. Yes, the kid's got incredible hearing. Um, in fact. Even though he's in the bedroom with the the door closed, he could probably hear us he, perfectly. I was going to say he most likely can hear everything we're saying, and, and we're speaking in a normal tone of yes. voice. So with him, you know, elevation change, the ears are plugging and popping, and and I know how that feels because mine do that all the time. It drives me crazy. But with the sound, I, I wonder if he can actually hear, you know, the pressure, yeah, yeah, entering, yeah, you know. I, it's so. it's possible that he has a lot more of the the physiological dynamic going on than than the average bear. Yeah, right. 
and and plus you add the the pain factor in because it is painful. Yes. You know, and I'm sure he's. You know, he's he's got some valid points about, you know, and I'm pretty sure if he could sit down and rationalize about the whole thing, he'd say, you know, do I really have to go? <laughs> you know, can I not stay home? Yeah, he did not want to go. No, I know. Lacey was telling me on the way home from the gym today that he was not happy about going. No. Even though you guys had done everything you could for the last five months to prepare him for the trip and for, and for the fact that, yes, we're going to get in the car and go to, to visit our grandma and all that kind of stuff when it came down to actually doing it. He just didn't want to totally go. Totally different. Well, and I'm not sure that he makes the connection between the, the planning stages and being in on the information. I'm not sure he makes the connection between that and actually getting into the car and going. It you know? was it was cute though because I don't remember. I think we were halfway there mm. when, in a very soft voice, he goes, "We're not living there." Oh, bless his heart! I said, "No, no, no, no!" Oh. I said, "We're just we're we're visiting for just a few days, and yeah. then we're going to go home." Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, we're not living there." I was like, oh. "No, no, no! <laughs> you, your stuff, your room bless is right where it's at." Bless you know? his heart. That's really cute. That's really cute. Well, anyhow, you had a good trip. You got yes. home safe and sound. He survived. His ears survived. His yes. arms survived. I know at one point Lacey said that he had been holding his ears because of the pressure. Of the, they were hurting, and he was holding them in an odd way, and his arms started to ache because of it. And he kept saying, <laughs> my arm is broke, my arm is broke, my arm is broke. And he, I guess just about drove you guys nuts with that, too. You guys are amazing, amazing parents. I tell you, there are not a lot of parents who could put up with that. I mean, a lot of parents get tired with kids saying, are we there yet? Right. Okay. But they eventually they shut up because, well, if nothing else, you pull over and threaten them with ultimate annihilation and then they shut up. You can't do that with a, a child with autism. You just can't. It's a whole different thing. Well, they're the Redland. The Redland yeah. will get him to stop. but. Well, but you can't OD your kid. I, I was going to say, Ridland. I if, mean, if he's, how do I explain it? It's, um, yeah. If if he's coming off of it, and mm-hmm. I know the it's flex almost med time, time, yeah, yeah. then I'll, yeah. I'll give it to him. Oh know, yeah, but I mean to say, you can't just load him up with Ridland because right. you're going on a road trip. You know, you, you, but not in all good conscience, you can't do that. But like. You know. On the way there, he was still right middle and a half of, of his effects of his medicine. Oh, yeah. He knew everything that was yeah. going on. Yeah. But it was way too early. Yeah. So we just had to deal with it. Yeah. But you do it so well. I mean, seriously. I I don't know. I don't personally know anyone who could deal with that the way you guys do. I, I know I couldn't. I, my, my fuse is way too short. Way too short. God didn't bless me with a child that needed much mothering. And there was a good reason for that. Because <laughs> I'm not much of a mother. So, but anyhow, we're all back safe and sound. Yes. I came back with enough money to start up another trip next time. We don't want to talk about my exploits. No, I heard about your exploits. And that, you know, that's the way it goes. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. We were down to when, uh, let's see, Tuesday night was our last night in town we were tired anyhow we've been dragging our asses back and forth and 
Oh, and you won't believe what happened. Oh, my God. We went to this one casino, uh, Suncoast, which is a sister casino to Orleans, right? Okay. And it's uh, about a 10-mile round trip from the Orleans, okay? And we had driven up there because Ernie wanted to go see it, you know, just because we hadn't ever. And they had a bunch of different machines. They have the biggest collection of buffalo machines I've ever seen anywhere. They have this one little cul-de-sac. It's like nothing but buffalo machines. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, they must have easily 50 or 75 really? buffalo machines in that casino. It's huge. Lots of buffaloes. And I love buffaloes, but, you know, you can max out on anything. Right. Anyhow, um, we, we played there for quite a while, had a bite to eat, just a, a sandwich and stuff, and then went back to the Orleans with the intent of playing around and then having... Maybe supper and then, you know, whatever. Well, I got back and I fished in my wallet for something and I pulled out a damn ticket from the, from the machine, you know, when you get, yeah. you, you cash because out. They don't, they don't give you cash anymore. No. Uh, 30 some odd dollars. I think it was like 34, 35 bucks and some change. And it was from the Sun Coast. So I went to the cashier at the Orleans and I, said, this is probably an exercise in futility, but can you do anything for me with this? <laughs> and she just looked at it and said, no, we're not a, we don't have the same banking or whatever arrangements, and so, no, we can't give you money for their ticket, you right. know, even though it's a sister casino. I mean, they're, you know, brothers under the skin. Right, right. You know, them and the Gold Coast and a few others. And I said, okay, I, you know, I just thought I'd ask. So... Ernie said, well, the hell with it. It's 30 bucks. We're going back, you know. And I said, well, take the time. And he says, what, what time? What? We got, you know, we're here. Like, go, we'll go. So we drove back and it didn't take that long. It took 20 minutes to get there. And it was, like I said, about five miles because I hit the thing. I wanted to see how far it was, you know, that we were going out of our way for this $30 ticket, you know. And so we get there and, and we played literally for another three hours. Really? Eight. Again, and then went back to the hotel. And I told Ernie, I said, if I knew who to tell, I would tell the manager of this chain uh-huh. that they really fucked up at the Orleans. They'd have been smart if they'd have given me that $30. They could have thrown that ticket in the trash and would have been money ahead. Yep. But no, they said, no, we can't do anything for you. So I went back to where I got that ticket, and I keep saying ticket, but you know what I mean. It's the yeah, it's a, thing when you, when for people who don't know, when you play slot machines anymore, you use money, paper money. You put the money in, and you decide, oh, I don't want to play here anymore. So you hit the cash out button, and it spits out a ticket with the amount of money that you had <laughs> invested in the machine that you hadn't used yet. Right. And so that was the ticket that I had. So if they had just paid me the money I, we would have stayed there and done our three hours worth of gambling and bought our meal and all of that at the orleans as it was no suncoast got our business for that not the smartest move no especially when they're connected yeah that's what i thought i mean if it had been the rio i could see it sure of course not you're not right. related to them at all but these are all boyd properties Boyd Properties, all of them. It says it right on the gaming card that I use all the time. So now Suncoast sent us a thing, an email. How would you? How did you like us? Nani, 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 you know? Uh-huh. 
audience hasn't sent me one yet, but when they do, I think I'll mention, <laughs> you know, that because it's it was stupid on their part. I mean, I get why they didn't, but right. how many people do you suppose come to them with a, a a cash ticket from a sister casino for something under a hundred bucks? Okay, this was even under fifty dollars, and want to to cash it out? Not very many, I'm sure. You know, so yeah, it was kind of. Kind of dumb on their part. Well, then when we got home, Ernie pulled out a ticket from the Orleans, but it was only a nine cent ticket. So we, oh. were, we were good with that. <laughs> it's like nine cents. No, I'm not going back for that. And it is on, they're only good for like, I think it says on their 30 or 60 days, something like that. And then you're SOL and they won't send it to you. I know because I've actually gotten home with tickets before small ones, but I've gotten home with them. Really? And they won't send it to you. No, you either bring it in or lose it. So I've actually wound up giving them to friends that I know are going and letting them do what they want to with them and stuff like that. So, But anyhow, I started to tell you, <clears throat> this Tuesday night, when we did get back to the Orleans, we did go ahead and play some more, and we, but we were tired because we'd been going. And, uh, da, 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 da. And, so, and Ernie wanted to go to bed, and, he's, and I said, oh, okay. And he goes, well, I said, just one more machine? He said, yeah, okay, you go, find, go play something you want to play. So, well, there's this machine there. It's a Flaming Sevens. Okay. And two or three years ago, I took $200 out of it because it's one of those things you have to get five sevens on a pay line. And if you do, gotcha. you win. And it was such a thrill, you know. I mean, it's only 200 bucks, but hey, that's that for me was a chunk. Absolutely. And so I always play that machine whenever we go. It's still there, same spot, same machine. And I play it every time we go to Vegas, and I, you know, get a little, give a little, get a little, give a little, and nothing's ever happened, you know. But I always play it, you know, it's just one of those things I do. So I said, okay, I want to play that one. So I went back and sat down, and I put, I think I may have put a 10 or a 20 in. I think I probably put two fives, but I don't remember for sure. Anyhow... I was down to my last two pushes, uh-huh. and it's a, it's a, it's one of those machines that lots of the penny machines I won't play the full amount because they're like two and three bucks, right? Is the full amount, you know? So I'll pay forty cents or eighty cents or whatever, you know, depending on how it's paying. But with these particular machines, the max bet's only sixty cents. Or sometimes 75 cents. Yeah. Well, that's not so bad. No, I can handle that. You know. So, and I always, on those machines, I always do max bet because if you don't, you hit the big one and you get nothing, right? Right. So I'm down to the last two max bets and I hit the button and I hit the five sevens. You across. got it. Yeah. It was actually, it was on up and down like this. And I was like, yes, all right. And Ernie was very happy about that. Of course, because then we didn't have to go to the bank. We didn't have to anyhow, but we were going to be going home with with less money than he wanted to be going home with, and and because we knew we were going to stop at State Line and eat and gamble there too, and so he wanted to have a little cushion. He likes to have cushion, and so I got him some cushion. So I was excited about that. He was excited about it. So I kind of made a nice end to the to the to the Vegas experience anyhow. Uh, Yours not so much, I heard. <laughs> you know, I'm actually, I'm very good at double down poker. I'm very good. And to play for as long as I did and not win one hand mm. on four different machines, mm. 
That was very frustrating. Very discouraging. Yes. See, I don't, I don't play those kinds of poker. I play, I play deuces, but I don't play bonus, bonus poker at all. Because they trap, they, bonus poker makes you make stupid bets. It's like a sucker bet, okay? Two pairs is a sucker bet for a full house. Right. If you bet on two pairs, odds are you're not going to get a full house. That's just the way it is. Right. But on the other hand, when I was a kid, well, younger, I won't say I was a kid, but when I was younger, we used to play Yahtzee with my folks. Uh Uh-huh. And Yahtzee is like cards, only dice. Right. Okay. And frequently, I would roll the the dice and and fill in what's called an inside straight. Okay. Right. And my it would just drive my dad nuts. <laughs> you can't draw to an inside straight. It's not possible. I said you just saw me do it. Yeah, but you can't. And I would do it repeatedly. <laughs> repeatedly i'd have a one and a five and a three and i'd fill in with the two and the four and right. stuff like that and he go you can't do that it is impossible you know but i do it all the time i've always done it and i do it on video machines video poker machines too i'm always pulling inside straights always once in a blue moon i've gotten pretty good at the sucker bet you know right getting a full house but for the most part, I won't bet a sucker bet because, like I said, the odds are you're not going to hit that full house. It's just they, that's why they, that's why it gets dealt so much. Two pairs get dealt all the time when you're right. playing deuces wild because they know you're going to try to hold for the, for the full house. Either you're going to get one of the two cards involved or you're going to get the deuce. That's the way they've, it's figured. Right. You know, and the odds are you're not, that's not going to happen. It's like holding three deuces for the fourth. It's not going to happen. I mean, you would always do that, but, you know. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Not very often, anyhow. <clears throat> but I got on one machine that, that actually paid off my sucker bets fairly frequently. I was really kind of shocked. Once I realized it was doing that, I went ahead and did it. But I won't play bonus poker because like i said with the with the bonus games it it deliberately deals you the the sucker bet right because it figures after all you're going to go for the bonus thing otherwise why otherwise are you playing a bonus poker game you know and i don't i don't like that i don't like to be suckered into that that kind of a bet because i know i'm it's not going to pay odds are against you odds are against you anyhow right okay let's face it that's why they call it gambling. But when you when you get the bonus machines or the bonus games, the odds are stacked against you even worse. You know, so I don't I just don't play those. If I'm gonna play poker, I'll just play straight stud poker. Right. On a machine. But not not any of the bonus ones. So I'm not surprised that you you know, it was fifty in and fifty in, not out. You know, real fast. Well, you know, to be honest with you, it was. How many? How many coins? Was a five coin bet? Uh, or ten? Some they're either five or ten. No, it was it was a dollar twenty five a hand. On a quarter machine. Uh huh. Okay, so it's a five coin bet. Okay, so if you if you lay out a five coin bet, and that's the max. Right. And you make ten passes, 
which is five bucks. Right. You make ten passes at that machine, and you don't get anything. That's why God gave you legs. Oh yeah, I, I went to a whole bunch I mean, of different. And and if then you switch to something else after that, you know, go for buffaloes or something you know, because <clears throat> it depends on where you are, the casinos, the time of day, day of the week, all that shit. Whether it's going to be a loose slot or not, right? You know, some some slots, some casinos are fixed so that the slots are nice and loose. But the the poker hands are tight, and some the other way, and some everything's loose. You just, that's why you get up and move around a lot, you know. Well, my vacation was cost me way more than I was expecting. They always do. They always do. You had to spend more for your car because you stayed longer because you got snowed in. Yep, $167 for one day more. Jesus. Was that just for the car? That was just for the car. Holy mother of God, why was it so freaking expensive? Because I had the the car rental for the day, plus the insurance. Oh, and tax license, yes. dealer's prep, all that shit. God, Convenience. Damn. That's bad. Well, but you, you had no choice. You had to do what you had to do. Yeah, there was no way we were going to drive. No, no, no. Well, anyhow, we had a good time. Got to see Grandma and Grandpa. You know, all in all, I had a good time. Um, I watched a lot of good movies. <laughs> Which you could have done at home. Yes, but... I, a lot cheaper. <laughs> yes, but I, I did watch some good movies. Yeah. Um, Grandma and Grandpa are well. Yeah. 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 Everybody's... Had some good food. Oh, my God. There was... It's a little shell station, but they make the best fucking pizza I have ever really eaten. Ooh, yummy i mean their their crust is just it's it's like a deep dish kind of crust oh yeah and they just plop that shit in there inside mm. of it i mean it's just like mm. you eat two slices mm-hmm. and you're hurting. you're done you're hurting yes <laughs> you're yeah even sounds good even with Jaden when he didn't because we know jay he can put it he can eat a whole little caesar's pizza by himself when he's not on medicine Wow. He ate two and a half slices. And he was done? And he was like, oh. Oh, my God. My stomach hurts. I'm like, yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) Oh, that sounds good. You hate, and it's stuck off in the middle of nowhere, so it's not like you can go back every week, huh? Right. Don't you hate that? And it was just it was just really oh. good pizza. That was probably the highlight of the <laughs> it was pizza. Was the pizza. Well, that's good though. You know, that's a good memory. And he'll remember that forever. <laughs> you know. Oh, it's more of that pizza. Well, I'm gonna have to work at it. That could be a motivator. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> get in the car, we'll get you some pizza. <laughs> so but anyhow, now we're going um next trip's gonna be fishing. We're gonna go up to convict. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. 
Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. And I've been thinking a lot, speaking of Convict, I've been thinking a lot about Convict. The comic book. Mm. Mm-hmm. The graphic novel. Well, yeah, same thing. Technically, kind of. I may, I may go ahead. And write it? And work, and, and work on it a while. Because I keep thinking, you know, it's not all that bad. I don't have that much work to do on it. All I have to do is just sit down and read and and control myself. If I sit on my hands, I won't do as much rewrite as I normally would um and plus i was thinking of something i shouldn't be mentioning this on on air because i can't i'm gonna have to sit here and go da 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 da. uh but i was thinking about something to to do with convict that i was going to talk with you about and now i can't remember what it was but i wanted i was thinking about making a major change in something okay but i can't remember now what it was so i'll have to put you know put the my brain to work on that see if i can remember did you know by the way that 
that statins affect your memory? No. Yes, they do. Ernie found out. Because he's on statins for his blood pressure. Uh Uh-huh. And he's been having a lot of memory issues lately. And I I told him, I said, look, kid, I'm seven years older than you. (laughs) I'm the one that's supposed to be forgetting shit, not you. Right. And apparently it bothered him enough that he started investigating it or something, or he read it in in the handout that comes with his meds, something like that. And I said, oh, I didn't know that. So good, we can blame it on your meds, you know. (laughs) Unfortunately with me, you can't do it. Can't blame it on my meds. (laughs) It's just the way it is. But anyway, there was something about it that that I wanted to talk with you about, and now I can't recall exactly. Speaking of comic books, you'd be really proud of me. Would I? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I was able to tell myself no. Oh. I, you know, one of the things that I did while we were out on vacation is I did a lot of reading on the comic books. I bought a lot of comic books online mm. and, and was reading them off my phone. And I felt that need to just start writing comic books. You know, mm-hmm. just... Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like... You can do it, but do you really, <laughs> really, really want to? Really want to? Do you really want to invest more time that you don't? I know, have? I know. Well, see, that's the thing. That's what I've been. That's where I've been with convict. If I if I spend the time to write it, then what am I going to do with it? Who's right. going to publish it? Where am I going to go with it? And stuff like that. But there's something in me that says, you know, that's a good enough. It's a good enough story. Right. That, or there are there are enough good things about it. I love the characters in the story. I love a lot of the situations that I've gotten them into and out of and and so on. And I think what I have to do is sit down and figure out where, where the roadblocks are. What 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 don't I love about it? And right. just throw that part away. I totally feel you. I totally you know. Remember, that's what happened with the Yeltnum script. Yeah, yeah. I literally threw like two-thirds of the script away right, right. and went in a totally different direction. Yeah. And I, boom, knocked it out. Yeah. And I'm thinking that that may be um, that may be the solution to the whole thing because there's a lot of it that I really love. I, you know, the characters are good. The, the a lot of their uh, a lot of their situations are well written. Yes, if I, I do agree. say so myself. I agree. And and I I I hate to see them not. I hate to see it not come to fruition. Right. You know. I mean, nobody reads my other book either, but that's okay. <laughs> At least it's out there, you know, and maybe someday somebody will. I still like to give a copy to Ellen DeGeneres and make her read it, but I have to probably tie her down. Because <laughs> I have a feeling if she ever read it, she'd like it, and then who knows where it could go from there. But anyway, I digress. So I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about convict, thinking about getting into it again. Because I got the time. Right. You know, especially between now and September. I've got the time. September being retirement day for... Oh, yes, we haven't talked about this on air. No, we haven't. Ernie's decided he's going to retire in September. Yay. I no longer have to go wonder when he's going to retire. That was actually an ongoing theme for a few a months. Long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because because I had told him, our listeners may remember, I had told him, that, yeah, I've been nagging at you about retiring, and I've made you commit to, you know, yeah, before summer I'll retire. And I, I said, I know that's not what, really what you want. So I said, I'll back off. Just tell me, A, 
do you want to retire or not? That's an important thing. Right. You know, and he goes, yeah. And I said, okay, you decide when. I'll let you decide when. I'll back off. I'll stop saying. But I said, please do me the courtesy of telling me when you've decided when it's going to be so I don't have to keep wondering, you know. And I was pretty good about it for about three weeks. And then I go, well, tick tock, tick tock, hello, how much more thinking do you need to do? You know, cause, cause I'm still thinking about it, I'm still thinking about it, I'm still, fucking think about it. Get he already it. had the answer though. He already well, knew. he probably did. I, I told Lacey on the way to the gym one day, I said, you know, the main reason that he won't talk with me about it is because he knows me well enough that he's afraid that if he gives me the, the thinking that he's thinking about retiring, I'll try to talk him out of all those things. You know, if he gives me reasons why he isn't ready to retire yet or whatever, right. I'll, I'll have, I'll have a way to talk him out because I can do that real good and he knows it. And so that was one reason why he wasn't telling me what he was thinking about it. You know, cause I'd say, well, what, you know, what, what's holding you back? What are you thinking? Tell me what's in your head, knowing full well. That if he did, I'd probably try to talk him out of it. And he knew damn well I would. And so he wouldn't tell me, you know. So anyhow, uh, I, I told him, I said, I'm still wanting to know. And he said, well, I'm still thinking about it. Okay, okay, okay. Well, then he'd let slip little things like, uh, at one point, he, he was talking about the possibility of going per diem. Yeah, I remember talking about that. And I said, oh, can you do that? And he goes, yes, you can. And I go, oh, so you've talked about that with somebody. So that was kind of encouraging because at least I knew he was taking steps in that direction. Right. It wasn't all in my head that he really wanted to retire. He he kind of does want to step down, but he, you know, mm-mm, mm-mm. So anyhow, long story short, uh, this weekend he finally said September. And I go, well, why, you know, why September? Because he had originally said, you know, before summer. Yes. I said, you're going to lose all the summer. He goes, I'll lose all the summer. Yeah, September, summer's over. That's fall, you know. And he goes, well, there's that thing they do at work where everybody has to go and and brush up on all their skills and shit like that. yeah. Yeah. And I said, but you hate that thing. You've always hated it. You've always hated having to fuck with it. You know, you put the tent up, you get the air conditioner out, you do this and that. And you always hated messing with that. And he goes, no, 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 I don't like it. No, bullshit. You hated that thing. I said, what is it? I said, and then he also let slip a little phrase about it's the, the third quarter. Yes. And I, I stuck that one away in my little brain and I said, you mentioned the third quarter. I said, is this really just sort of all about the money? And he goes, yeah. And I go, okay, I get that. Just say so. I said, I know I spend money faster than you make it. And he goes, yeah, kind of. You know, so do I, he says. And so anyhow, so he wants to do three quarters of the year with income. Right. And then he, I guess he figures we'll just make do after that. And, you know, because, I mean, he's on Social Security, so it's not like we're going to be starving or anything. Right, right. You know. But so so now it's settled. It'll be, at the latest, it'll be September 30th. You know, I haven't tried to pin him down to a date. I would like to say for my birthday because that's the 8th. Right. No, that's not going to happen. <clears throat> so I'm not going to even try. I'm not going to go there and go, oh, you my birthday? No, I'm not going to go there. 
Uh, so by the end of September, he will retire, be, retired. be retired. So that gives me something to look forward to. I'm excited about that. I'm very excited about that because I've been wanting him to retire <laughs> for a long time. It's, there's so many things that he wants to do, and he doesn't have time. He didn't have time for me to cut his hair this weekend. Really? Because, yeah, well, we went to the movies Saturday. We did this and that. Sunday we did this and that. And then shh, back to work Monday. Right. You know. So I just told him, I said, well, I could call your boss and tell him you're sick, and then I could cut your hair. You know, I always, I always do that. I'll call your boss and tell him you're sick, can't come in today. <laughs> you know. Just because I like to be a bitch, I guess. Give him a hard time. Then I, when I was on the phone with him earlier when we were talking about wine, uh-huh. and I said, I miss you. And he goes, you do not. <laughs> I go, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know? He doesn't believe me when I tell him I miss him. But I do. You know, you get, especially if he's home a week like he was for Vegas. You know, right. he went to Vegas the first part of the week and he was home the rest of the week. You know, it's easy to get into that frame of mind. You almost get back to, like, normal person schedule, you know, yes. going to bed at night and getting up in the morning instead of That's going what to we bed were in doing, the morning yeah. and getting up at night and stuff like that. Eating dinner at dinner time instead of at 11 o'clock at night. You know, it, it's it's funny because now, you know, I, I'm so involved in the kids and, mm-hmm. and with Lace and stuff. And not too long ago, you know, it's been four years now, but when it stopped but before then i was every single day for 12 and a half hours a day i was at that hospital yeah yeah and it's it's funny because now i just i really i can't wrap my head around being there that long well it becomes it becomes your day after a while it's it seems that it isn't right not to be there right in a way you know, and it's not a matter of loving it that much or anything else. It's just you get up in the morning, you put your scrubs on, and you go to work. That's what you do. You know, and it's so easy to get caught up in that, that that you forget there are choices. Right. And sometimes they're wise to make. <clears throat> so I'm glad he's not going to be um, working full time. And I haven't pinned him down. When when I I took him at his word that he's going to quit in September. Right. I didn't pin him down to whether or not he was going to go per diem. If uh, he decides okay. he wants to go per diem, I'll not fight him on that. What is that like? One day every two weeks? Or no, like that? The, according to him, it's optional if you want to go in or not. Ah. Uh. There's no there's no attending requirements to. You can go per diem, but you got to show up at least once a month. If that's the case, then we're not going to do that. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna agree to that. I'm just not, because that's not retiring. You know, the way he described it to me was that if they call him, he has the right to say no. I don't want to come into work, and he doesn't have to make an appearance of any particular amount. And bless me, I will find out for sure about that. Because, because to me, that's not retiring. Right. If there's no demands on your time, if they just call you up and say there's there's a shift open, do you want it? And you can say yes or no, and everybody's happy either way. That's one thing. But if you've got to show up sometime or other, that's not retiring. No. No, that's so not. So I'm going to pin him down on that one for sure. Make double sure that he knows. <laughs> because they change the rules on per diems all the time anyway. They do, constantly. Yeah. So we'll see. 
we'll see what he thinks it is right now, and then if I have to, I'll call up and pretend I'm somebody and want to know, call HR and ask them. I know how to find these things out. Oh, absolutely. I wasn't born under a rock, you know. <laughs> so anyway, let's see. Where Does that bring us up to? It brings us pretty well up to date. We had a 5.1 while you were gone. Yes. We felt it. We were sitting watching TV. And Ernie got on the computer to see where it was and how big and everything. Because uh-huh. I told him, he says, that was sizable. And I said, yeah. I said, the only thing that bothers me is how far away was it? Because that's always the first thing that comes to mind. Right. When you can feel them as much as we could feel that one, then you 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 figure, well, if it was close, it was not that big a deal. If it was far away, that's a big deal because we could feel it enough that, you know. Got your attention. Yeah, it, it could have been, you know, if it was in San Diego or something, <clears throat> I'd be worried. Because right. that would have been a healthy hit. But... um he got on on the computer, and it said a 3.1 in La Habra. I said, there's no way in hell that was a 3.1. You can't feel a 3.1 in La Habra, yeah. <laughs> let alone up here. Yeah, really. You know, it's not happening. And so he said, yeah, he says, that, does, that doesn't seem right. Well, of course, then it got changed later to 5.1. And I said, okay, that makes sense. But even so, we must be on a similar or related fault fault line with yeah. them because it was substantial our little doodads on the fan were swinging back and forth and we got a mirror that that sometimes swings when when there's a, a quaker and and it was it was moving you know so it was substantial and lasted eh, maybe about eight or ten seconds you know okay. which is not all that long no but i guess it ripped the shit out of some store shelves down below and then i think a couple of well, within the next 24 hours, anyhow, they had a four point, I think it was six or something like that in Roland Heights. Really? Yeah, and that's where the 99 um, Ranch Market is that we go to, that Asian uh-huh. market we go to a lot. And, and they got like incy beansy bottles of shit all over the place. You know? And Ernie said, oh, my God, that place probably was just destroyed, you know, because that, that much of a shaker, if it's, if it, is a good jolt. Right. That'll knock all kinds of shit off the shelves. You know. Oh, and you could just yeah. see soy sauce everywhere, you know. <laughs> shit. Plus they have live tanks uh-huh. of cats and uh, eel and crab and oyster and I got all kinds of live tanks there. Um, tilapia, a lot of a lot of with a lot of fish in them and they're Big ass tanks. They're bigger than that television screen. Okay. In overall dimensions. Cubed. Yeah, cubed. So they hold probably hundred gallons each. You know, and you just see them sloshing back yeah. and forth. Cats flying here and there. <laughs> you know. Oysters. Well, oysters wouldn't, but the eels would be. Oh, definitely. Know. So yeah. So. It could have been ugly for them. I don't know. Because I didn't really hear, you know. Right. But um, that's all. That's all we had. Nothing Nothing else. Uh, it's been a, or an interesting two weeks. You know. Yeah. Um, Mickey Rooney died. Yeah, I know Mickey Rooney died. Uh, he was 93. Three. I guess he had a hard time toward the end too. His family didn't wasn't doing by right by him from what I read. 
Oh, really? Well, there were, you know, stories back and forth about his being abused as a senior. You know, there's a lot of senior abuse goes on, unfortunately, in our society. Well, you know, I met him in 2010. No. Yes. Really? March 2010, yeah. Seriously? He was at a Comic-Con, and I met him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, the one you went to in San Diego? No, this one was in Anaheim. Oh, I did not know that. What was he doing at Comic-Con? He was just there as a as celebrity, a, yeah, as a... signing autographs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Shit, did you get his autograph? No. Dumb shit. I couldn't afford it. Well, eighty-five bucks charging for it? Yes. Holy crap. And I was laughing because, he, you know, at the time, foul mouth. <laughs> I don't, Ooh. I personally never have that problem. Oh, I know that. But, yeah. I mean, especially in Fouler a, than me, even? In a public event. Oh, yes. Well, if it was Comic-Con, I probably wouldn't worry about it. If it was a church service, yeah. It depends on... Oops, I'm sorry. I'm jiggling the mic here. I'm trying to be so cool, and I'm so not. No worries. Uh, I have to take a drink. <laughs> but, yeah, he was um, He was dropping the F-bomb quite a bit. Well, and yeah. it was just kind of comical to watch, you know, because you see this little old man, and you wouldn't expect the vulgarity... Well, people say that about me, too. They say, oh, grandma's, you don't expect a grandma to talk like that. Why? You fucking talk like that. Why can't I? Yeah, really. I mean, seriously. Why do, it's discrimination. Why do young people, or old people for that matter, think that grandmas shouldn't use the F word? Why? I don't know where that comes from. I do. Do you? Yeah. It's our puritanical upbringing. Mm. You know, grandmas are supposed to be sweet and, you know, practically fucking virginal. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How do you think those kids I gave birth to got here? Yeah, really. It wasn't a virgin birth. I can promise you that. Uh, so, I don't know. But anyhow, uh, I personally resent it, and I think it's one reason that I swear as much as I do is because I can get away with it. You know, plus when you get to be my age. Right. You know, you've, you've, you get the feeling that you've earned the right to pretty well behave however you want. Within reason. I don't go up and sock people in the nose. Right. Tempting as the idea may be sometimes. But, uh, no. You know, don't, especially if you're younger than I am, do not try to school me. <clears throat> with, uh, with our, our new intro, because, mm. um, you know, Ian did the new intros and stuff. Mm. And for what we think, at the closing line of what we think, he goes, and a good mixture of, uh, how do you put it? With a good mixture of vulgarity for good measures. <laughs> See, I don't consider swearing vulgar. Talking, uh, there are, okay, I could, I could take us on a vulgar trip if you want, okay? But I don't consider the word fuck vulgar. Right. People who think fucking is vulgar consider the word fuck vulgar. Right, right. I don't think fucking is vulgar. Raping is vulgar. Yes. Okay, but not fucking. Um, there are people who just can't say that word, but they can say making love. Okay. Yeah, I know I people like that. I don't know like about that. you, but not every fuck I've had was making love, okay? So... Uh, you know, it's all in people's perceptions. 
I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but I just had no, like it's okay. like a whole list of people just ran through my head quickly. I know. Who's, who has she had? And we don't want to know. I know, our kids do that too. It's like, ew, you know, oh, please, uh, get over yourself. You know, but I, you know, I understand. I remember thinking of my parents as, as, Unfuckables, okay, if you will. I just made that term up, but you sounds know. good for a parody, huh? Parody, yeah, yeah really. You know, instead of untouch, yeah, instead of untouchable. Um, but uh, you know, at some point, you 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 really kind of have to grow up and and face the fact that your parents are human beings, right? You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about we're all animals, okay? We are animals. We are part of the animal world. We're not fucking flowers, okay, that make love with the wind and the breeze and shit like that. No. So, yeah, there are vulgar terms, but I don't think we use them on no. our show. No. Not we, true vulgarity. No, we, we, we use fuck a lot, but yeah, I, I just... And shit. Yeah. And I don't use a C word. I don't approve the no. C word personally. But it's not for me saying it. It's just I don't like to hear that word. For some reason, it's just, we're having issues in the bedroom already. I guess. Yeah. Well, we're Baby's good because happy. we, we can... sort of didn't stick to any kind of format this time, huh? No. Well, this is this is a uh, post vacation, so oh, so we'll nice. get back to regular okay. recorded scheduling yeah. next week. Yeah, baby's having issues in the bedroom about yeah. something. Something is not going her way, yeah. whatever it may be. We'll find out. Oh, I'm so, sure we will. <laughs> so for this week, I am David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. And you heard what we think, so now you know. See you next time. Good night. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S. Sadie Burbank Podcast. Or S. Sadie Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh... The show. Hey, see, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.